fire and wind come from the sky, from the gods of the sky. But Krum is your god. Krum, and he lives in the earth. Conan's just a little boy. He's with his father. His father's teaching him about the, the riddle of steel. It's just a beautiful family moment. Yeah. His mother is there. And Thalsa Doom shows up and just murders his family if- and then sends him off to be a slave. But what they didn't realize is that while he was in his slave training, <laughs> putting on 150 pounds of pure muscle. What are they eating? I don't know. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, Look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said best of the best? That is why I said that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, They're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, Find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, Most Satisfying Villain Deaths. In order for the death of a movie villain to truly be satisfying, two things must be true to some degree. One, the villain must be vile, detestable, and pure evil. Two, the graphic nature of the villain's death must match the vitriol they solicit. On today's dark and disturbing episode of Buzz in the Tower, we're going to discuss movie villain deaths that left us feeling warm and fuzzy on the inside. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Ursula to my Prince Eric, Max Sanders. And with that, let's talk murder. So didn't you say Ursula is the predator of the sea? <laughs> predator. The, the tuna of the sea? Yeah. No, the chicken of the sea. I sound like Jessica Just Simpson now. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, I, I said for a child that Ursula was on equal level terrifying. So I'm the predator. She's not the predator. I'm the world's first DJ. There, oh, God. Yeah. Well, we didn't pick ursula as one of our top villains how do you know well that's true i I didn't pick ursula max ruined my welcome to a dark dark (laughs) episode today no it's not it's satisfying that's it says in the title satisfying is an interesting word it's a delicious word i do (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so today's Snickers bar. It, wait, Max, Max. What? Remember we talked about like this? No, not Snickers. Remember we talked about you were going to kind of. I'm a Heath bar guy. You were going to share the load a little bit and kind of help remember all these things we have to do at the beginning of our episodes. Nah, I was about to dive in. Hard pass. Okay, then. I'm the talent. I'm the face. If you missed. Our appearance—that's your not face. If you're you're Murdoch for <laughs> sure, Cooper, Murdoch for, for sure. If you missed our appearance on '80s Happy Hour, shame on you. You can go check it out now on their page. Uh, he put it up, but it was a blast as always. So thank you guys, uh, John and Timmy, for having us on. Yeah, that '80s dude, that underscore '80s underscore dude, and back to the 1980s with a Z. This guy, you always forget you. him. I always, forget I have it. to carry that one. Part. Thank you. You got it. That's yeah. all I ask you to do is show up a little bit, do a little bit of work. Uh, no, we had a great time and a little bit later in the show when we do the Buzz and Tower Fan Spotlight, we're actually going to use the audio from our appearance uh, and put that in there. And we're going to announce the winner of our $50 80stees.com gift card. Yeah, and then we'll also a little bit later in the show announce our winner. But what I can announce right now is our next contest. And this is a fun one. Yeah, you came up with this. This is, yeah, I guess is my idea. I have, I have, it's going to be insane. Nope. I, any, On TikTok, everyone's like, I'm, I was an extra in this good, movie. Go find them. I don't care. Okay. Anyone. You're, you're being too hard on our fans. If you get any actor or actress who was in any movie in the 80s on social media, post something about Buzz in the Tower, a link to our podcast, a link to our website, a link to our social media pages. You will win this gift card. I'm looking at you guys. $2 late fee, yeah. right? Yeah. $2 late fee. Eric uh, Roberts. Get the goot. Right now, if, yeah. if, if he hasn't filed a restraining order yet, he should be willing to help you. So go get him. Get someone to mention our show. Show us a screen capture of it. And that $50.80s.com gift card is yours. Woo. Now, let's get to the good stuff. Murder. Or, or am I forgetting anything? Are we good? Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, okay, good. Let's go. We can put it in post. We can. You're, you're a magician. I am a magician with post. I make you sound good. I. Uh, you cut out a lot. I cut out a lot of what you say. You cut out breaths. I do. It's crazy. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Because you, you're like a, a horse. It's incredible. <laughs> I'm a mouth breather. You are, big time. And then they make these little... I can't even play it because it sounds like <laughs> it's gross. It's like a catfish. It's terrible. It's like the first part of Predator's noise. Yes, it is. <laughs> so today is a fun episode. So I would say this where you and I had an initial disagreement, but we came together and we really locked up on this. I feel good about this is satisfaction of a villain death is created by two things. One, how good of a job they did at making you hate that villain. Yeah. Like you want to reach through the screen and choke them out. You do. Yeah. Give them a few punches. So on a one to hundred scale. If they made someone who was at 100, it wouldn't matter how they died. It would be satisfying because you're at that 100. Yeah, I think so for the most part. Right. Is there is there an existing one? No, I'd make the argument not 80s movies, but you look at Game of Thrones and Cersei. She is the most detestable character ever. She loved her kids. She is the most detestable <laughs> character ever. And her death was satisfying, but it was the no, lamest. It, it was, but it was the lamest death ever. It was yeah. still somewhat satisfying, but it was the worst lamest death ever. Yeah. So that's factor number one is have they done a good enough job of developing this character and making you want them to die? Yeah. Factor number two, the way in which they die. That's my bread. That, and this is your sweet spot. Cause originally this episode, you literally just wanted fireworks and pizzazz. You yeah. wanted just like, like the exciting fun ways for people to die. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, fly. no. Kill like, me. If we did an episode that was called most epic 80s villain deaths or most graphic or most exciting. I'm with you. Satisfying is different. <laughs> You're just like, I just named the There's next three. Episodes. Oh my God. But for satisfying, they developed the character you bought in. Catharsis. And did the way they meet their end. 
match how awful they were. The chef's kiss. Yeah, you mm-hmm. got it. Exactly. I love this my guy. You, you love a chef kiss and you make these noises <laughs> that I have to edit out later in post. <laughs> on top of us doing this topic, which I'm very excited about, it's a little dark. We're not typically dark. I mean, on the radio, in, in, in real life. In general, are. are murdering people. That's true. Yeah. This is karma kill, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. This is better for the universe. We also, because we are so successful with technology, if you, you haven't. Are. No, you did a great job pressing the play button when we did this with our score episode. I did it. We're going to play some clips of these actual death scenes from these movies. And we're going to talk over them and we're going to get some kind of live reaction stuff. Cause some of these I haven't seen on mine at a while. I don't know yours. I know one of yours because we'll talk about later why I know one of yours. You do. You don't know any of mine. Yeah. None, which is fantastic. I can't fake surprise. No, not at all. <laughs> My one. Go on. <laughs> so we're going to go through from our, I say least favorite. It's because it's not like it's a least favorite. Like I've got a handful of these, but my last one is my favorite. Same with you, I yeah. assume. Good. At least you put it in order. Yeah. We'll go back and forth. Typical hit play. Are you ready for this? We have six screens up here right now and a satellite dish and a satellite dish and, is 94. and a microwave with popcorn in it. So I'm ready to do this. We just got to be careful with the bunny ears antenna. We're for sure going to get some type of cancer from all this equipment. We've got a lot of stuff up right now. I don't want to think about that. No, sorry. That was like kind of a bummer. Should yeah. I cut, I'll cut yeah, that in post? Cut that in post. All right. Well, we're talking about death. I'm sorry. All right. Anyways, I'm ready to jump in. You're yep. going to go first. Yep. So we've got our technology. We've got everything queued up. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to have to hold my hand. I am. You're the first part's easy. It's what you love. You're going to tell me what your movie is. Ice cream. You're going to name the movie. Tell me about what it is. Very brief synopsis. Max, I'm limiting you to two facts at most. Oh. We're talking death today. We're not talking, you know, right-handed, left-handed writer, all the weird stuff that you get into. Okay, fine. <laughs> then when we get up to that scene, tee up that scene, hit play. We'll talk the scene. We're ready to roll. All right, cool. Sounds like a plan. Yep. Beautiful. All right. You look good today, Max. I do. Nice and healthy. Got some color in your cheeks. Yeah. I went jet skiing for the first time yesterday. Oh my God. It's terrifying. We're like, I'm sailing. I'm sailing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. You in the outdoors. It's my favorite. I went tubing. Tubing. Yeah. And you survived. No injuries. Yeah. Good. My butt hurts. What? I felt my butt. Anyways, Max, take us off. What's your first movie? Highlander. Ah, there can be only one. Only one. one. Oh. Kind of, it ruins the movie just by the title. <laughs> there's like, there's only going to be one. I'm Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. There can be only one. <laughs> there's no McLeod without Kurgan. There's not. Uh, this is Queen when it comes to this movie and Flash Gordon, man. I just, Queen helped they make these to, movies. They know how to pick the soundtrack. the best movies. So if you haven't seen the movie, an immortal Scottish swordsman must confront the last of his immortal opponents. A murderously brutal barbarian who lusts for the fabled prize. The quickening. Yeah. The quickening is when they, they feel it in their bones. They got to go after each other. Didn't seem like something I'd want. Like there's like demons made of electricity going through me. What would you want? I, I, like earlier you were talking to me about how you went tubing. I view that as being like the edge of your risk experience, not being in the quickening. <laughs> No, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll work my way up. I'm, I'm like a little bit braver than you. I have no interest in the quickening. And, and the only way you can kill someone in the quickening is by cutting their head off, which is equally amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's smiling while it's happening. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Wait, wait. wait too, we're, going too, we're going too far. No, too far. Back up. Okay. So well, facts, you've got two facts, two. Two facts about two the facts. movie. Okay. Clancy Brown, 6'3". I love that. He plays Kurgan. <laughs> your height facts. Well, it's important. He's got to be intimidating. Absolutely. And I, I say this every time. Christopher Lambert didn't know English before this movie. Which is wild. Yeah. And he's just reading like the lines. Like he's reading him like how they sound. Yeah. He doesn't phonetically. Know he, he doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> So incredible. It's like just about to say it's like you on the podcast. I'm holding up giant cue cards like Max. He's Connor McLeod. 
So uh, why is Kurgan so evil? I mean, first of all, he's throughout the centuries. You know what I mean? Like 16th century. He's got a lion's head skull as his uh, helmet. Yeah. And just slicing and dicing people. Yeah. He goes into he goes into a, what, what's the place where priests hang out? Church. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Max. Where, by the way, if this wasn't a PG-13 show, the setup of where's the place priests go hang out would be like the best joke oh, ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Highlanders are not allowed to fight on holy ground. Yeah. That's like only, they have like two rules, right? <laughs> I think that's one of them. And then there can be only one. And there can be only one. <laughs> but uh, he like licks the priest's hand. Yeah. He's like, evening, ladies, to the, to, <laughs> to the nuns. To the nuns, and that does the licking noise. I'm not going to do it because it terrifies Yeah, you. it does yeah, terrify yeah. me, please. Yeah. He stabs that military vet through, through and impales oh, him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he assaults Connor McLeod's wife yeah. in, in like medieval times or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kills Ramirez, Sean yeah. Connery. Oh, God. Oh, no. Thank God he R. comes R. back. Oh, yeah. He comes back. What? In one of the Highlanders. Oh, I haven't seen the other Oh, I, just, oh. I know you haven't seen the no, other one. You're calling me out. Sorry. It's all right. And also, I learned in the novelization, he fought with the Huns, the Vandals, and the Visigoths and sure. attacked Rome. Absolutely. So he's just, he's all around evil. And look, look at how he looks like the metal. You look a little bit like him. No, I, <laughs> maybe if I shave my head, that's the worst head shaving job of all time. Right? Ever, ever. It looks like yeah. it's done by a crazy and he's person. He's got the safety pin necklace and the like leather. Yeah. Terrifying. He, I give you all credit because I'm waiting. You know, anytime we do these type of episodes, I'm sitting here waiting to be For critical. Weird Al. And, yeah. And this is a good one. Yeah. Let's cue up because I now I know now that you've told me I know exactly what scene you're going to have and I'm kind of like want you to stop talking and watch it because I'm excited about it. So you all you have to do, Max, unless you have any other facts, even though I told you you have two and you got 20 in. But do you have any other facts you want to slip in there? It's better to burn out than to fade away. I wonder if Kurt Cobain got it from this or from Neil Young. Oh, this for sure. Highlander. You think so? I hope so. I really (laughs) hope so. So you now all you have to do is hit play and that will cue up your fight scene. It's the God, I haven't seen it forever, but it's the final fight scene. So go ahead and hit it when you're ready. Boom. Oh, that's right. Epic music. Look at those swords. So the great part about this is like the whole movie, the sword play. Oh, yeah. And the sparks on the swords as well. They had uh, car batteries plugged into each one of them. Oh, really? Electrify. That's yeah. great. Another fact. Nothing. See, you. this is a great idea, right? You can sneak more facts in. Is Connor wearing eyeshadow? Oh, look at the haircut. There, you were yeah. totally right. There's yeah. the bald haircut. Yeah. It's the worst. Not even fully shaved. The back is still open. Yeah. Oh, and there we go. Tummy. Yeah. His tummy? Yeah. Did you say tummy? Yeah. You did say tummy. Jesus, Max. Oh, uh, Connor's got it. Connor's got some nice nut sword moves. <laughs> knife moves. Knife, knife moves. It's okay. Knife moves. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> knife moves. All right. Cut his head off. Do, Do it. it. He's, he smiles first. You give him the smile. Yeah, because he's sick. He this is, is the sick. quickening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the music's great, too. And Come on. shadowed well and like Jabba's head. windows behind it. It's interesting. They're basically doing See. they're doing fencing moves, but they're holding like swords samurai that are like swords. 25. Yeah. Oh, those aren't samurai swords. Uh, those are like knights of the round table. Oh, there's the next stroke. There it is. Yeah. And it's you're like, like, what happened? What'd he hit? His head? Well, he's still moving around. Yeah, but he only cut half it off. He smiles. <laughs> And big smile, big smile. smile. <laughs> Michael Strahan. Oh, there's the quickening. Head has been chopped off, and his power has been released. Were you freaked out by that the first time? A little bit. All right, technology successful. We, we were able to do it. I mean, with you, it's always fine. <laughs> I try. Yeah. Max, solid first pick. Woo! I'm excited. I came out the gate running. You did. Yeah. You didn't give uh, UHF. I don't even know if there's a death scene in UHF, so that's good. <laughs> All right, are you ready for mine? Yep. All right, Max. My first pick is Animal from the Muppets. Conan the Barbarian. Oh. 1982, the death of Thalsa Dune. 
That's gore. We, we went two head decapitations in a I, row. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't mean to. Uh, did you know that Oliver Stone has a writing credit in this uh, screenplay? Yeah, he wrote this in Scarface. Yeah, I, I knew Scarface. I did not know Conan the Barbarian. Really? Or, or maybe I didn't remember because there's so much, too many facts going on. So a young boy, Conan, becomes a slave after his parents are killed and tribe destroyed by a savage warlord and sorcerer, Thalsa Doom. He then grows up to be a fearless, invincible fighter. What is best in life, Max? <laughs> Lamentation of the women. No, right? you got blessed. That's you the got, one I know. No, you got to say, make it up. Say a falcon on my shoulder, the wind blowing in my hair. What is best in life? An ice cream cone in my pocket. Wrong. <laughs> Conan. Crush your enemies, see him driven before you, and hear the lamentation of the women. You love that. Krom, I don't pray to you often. I have no taste for it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad acting. I love this movie. I know. And it's an absurd movie. So Destroyer's better. I'm not even going to go. That's not true. I'm not even addressing that. No, 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 sir. The first one's the best. Red Sonia's hop garbage. The Destroyer's okay. Barbarian's the Will best. Will Chamberlain, bro. Doesn't matter, Grace bro. Grace Jones. Not going to listen to it. Not even listening to it. This is the best for sure. In this movie, by the way, I watched Red Sonia the other night just because I felt like watching Red Sonia. I thought it was fun. The little, I like the little prince. The little prince is uh, the little was in a show called Sidekicks. It was uh, it, the I, show I, or the movie? No, the show. Oh. I think it was called. I'd have to. They got to go the into movie my, with Chuck Norris. Oh, awesome. I know the movie you're yeah. talking about. Absolutely, that feels like an '80s movie. It does feel like an '80s movie. <laughs> you're so dismissive. So massively dismissive. <laughs> I don't have a ton of facts about this. I do have. What? I, I watch tons of Conan facts. I don't because I don't care about them. I want to. I want to go to the scene, and I also want to talk to you about why I picked Thalsa Dune, and I also want to share the facts I do have. I watched a five-minute interview with James Earl Jones. James about Earl the, Jones. Oh, you do the best imitation of him about this movie. Pure gold. In fact, I want you to post it on TikTok. It's amazing. Was it a paycheck thing? He ref, no. He ref, first of all. He's so professional, you know, like he was a theater actor for quite some time before he was a screen actor. University of Michigan guy too. Yeah, Go blue. Absolutely. He, when he talks about this movie, I feel like he's so conflicted. He's trying to make it sound like Shakespeare yeah. and like, how could he not know what it really was? He refers to his role as prehistoric Darth Vader, which That's was awesome. incredible. He then says, talking about how special this movie is going to be, but he always kind of like hedges his bet. He'll say, you know, this is an important movie and it's not important because it's going to change the world. But this is a this is picking up a thread we had started with Star Wars about epic adventures. It is kind of that. It is. It's yeah. it's, it's just funny to listen and talk about it, right? Well, look, I, forty years later, you're still chatting about it. I love it. I yeah. mean, this this follows the suit to me of going back to why you have to hate this villain so much. The opening of this movie, Conan's just a little boy. He's with his father. His father's teaching him about the the riddle of steel. It's just a beautiful you know family moment. Yeah. His mother is there. And Thalsa Doom and his snake tribe of snake witch enchanted, whatever the kind hell it's called. It's terrifying. Shows up and just murders his family in, front, in of front of him and then sends him off to be a slave. But what they didn't realize is that while he was in his slave training, <laughs> putting on 150 pounds of pure muscle. What is he eating? I don't know. Other other slaves. Other slaves that, yeah. that are slower than him. He then gets sent off to be a killing machine. It's basically gladiator. He becomes a gladiator. It's like a prehistoric gladiator. He just goes around killing for his master. I picture Australian Russell Crowe in the Conan yes, role. Yes, yes. We get to the end of this movie where he's worked his way up to basically re reconnecting with his old buddy, Thalsa Doom. He kills a big snake. Yeah, he does kill a big snake. And that's where I'm going to hit my scene for you. So just hold on one second. Look at them. Look at Arnold Jack. You have come to me, my son. So the <laughs> I like almost don't want to talk. I don't even care. I'll talk while this is yeah. going on. The, the best part about this is he's in front of his entire cult, his minions, like thousands of them. Yep. 
And and Thalsa Doom is basically saying, you should thank me for murdering your family because look at what came of that. You've become this warrior, this barbarian. That's how you tricked me into doing stuff. It is how I tricked you into doing stuff. <laughs> He's got great hair. He does. What would your world be without me? I'm going to say that to you for now. And Max, what would your world be without me? Happier. <laughs> it's not very kind. Oh, that's good. Arnold's got some good acting right there. He looks, uh, he looks constipated. I don't know if I would call it acting. <laughs> he looks very confused. And then that's that's the daughter of the one king that he was going to save, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So you again Great temple scene too. So going back to like the reason why this is like one of the best death scenes, he comes to his senses and then whack! Oh, just blood everywhere. Great blood splatter. And look at look at the minions losing their minds. Does he fall down the steps? No, wait. Oh no, no, no. It's so much better. I'm so glad you don't remember what happens here. <laughs> They're all going, they're losing their minds because their god is dying. It takes oh another whack. It takes another whack. Another whack. This is a Thalsa Doom pinata. Head, head off. <laughs> and then watch this. Watch the commitment to this scene. Holding the head of Thalsa Dune to show to everyone. And then here we go. Best part. Puts it on display like it's at the Smithsonian. And then throws it down the stairs. <laughs> listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to it. <laughs> It just bounces down all the steps. It's pretty silly. It's pretty silly. So I picked that because Are you not entertained? This is this is a perfect combination of you hate this guy and his death is brutal and absolutely hysterical. So yeah, that, that, I like it. That's my pick. You, you agree with this? Yeah, all right. A good all one. right, all right. Max sure. We are ready to go back to you. What is your next satisfying death? <laughs> this might be my favorite. Oh man. You're not supposed to be your favorite so early. I mean, I know universally it's not the most. Okay, favorite, all, right, all right, all right, Satisfying wise, the catharsis and serotonin dump. After oh, this I one. like this. What do you got? I will not be ignored, Dan. Fatal attract. Oh, yeah. fatal attraction. Alex that's a good Forrest. one. What a good one. Fatal attract. Oh, Max, that's solid. 1987, Adrian Lyne, who also did Flashdance. So sure, very similar films. Nine and a half weeks too. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's got a little, a little more. Humming a humming a humming a. Uh, Glenn Close, Michael Douglas. It's the most bananas movie ever. It's just tension the whole way. A married man's one night stand unravels and basically tries to destroy his life. Yep. It's so creepy. So creepy. It made like $320 million. Too. Really? Yeah. This was on the cover of Time Magazine in 1987. This was a thing. <laughs> because this was like the ex-girlfriend from hell. Yeah, this yeah. movie was never done before, really. Like yeah. This. Yeah. I guess. What? What, what are you so Nothing. like? I just, uh, it's interesting to me that it did as well as it did. I'm kind of surprised. The movie terrifies me. To well, your point, you've always said this before. Like, this keeps you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know Glenn Close keeps his knife in her kitchen? No. I, no, I did not know that. <laughs> and it lets guests know they can't stay forever. That's what she says. <laughs> Super horrifying. And they didn't want her for this role because she was, you know, a beacon of light and yeah, yeah. goodness. It's the scariest movie ever because it's real. <laughs> It's real. I mean, I don't know. Dude, she's she sells it. She sells it. Well, I think the the part that makes me hate her the most. Not she that, kills the bunny. No, not really. Well, I mean, that part sucks, but <laughs> in the pot. But uh, not just that. After the one night stand, she goes to Central Park and hangs out with a family dog. That's oh, yeah. unforgivable. <laughs> unforgivable. Like, well, I mean, and also, I mean, like, she's every guy's worst nightmare. Like. On the phone, dialing the operator, eating like Doritos, Hagen dazs She has like everything. And she's like turning the light on and off and freaking out. She fakes a pregnancy. She steals her kid. Yeah. And takes him to a roller coaster. Yeah. It's, it's takes a, her to a roller coaster. It's a, yeah. It's yeah. a super, super terrifying. Puts acid movie. on his car. I haven't watched the end of this in a long time. I recall it being like insanely intense. It's it's crazy. <laughs> 
Well, let's see. All right, I started kind of in the middle of things because it's a long death. Yeah, set it up. Where are we yeah. at? Uh, she's in stabby mode. Stabbing uh, mode. Al- Alex has cut herself a little bit and is <laughs> ranting to the coolest wife ever, by the way. Beth yeah. is awesome in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Michael Douglas is downstairs making tea, eating fruit roll-ups, making sure. a fire. Just doing sure. the loudest what, thing What possible. an inconsiderate <laughs> husband would do. All right, fire it up, man. Oh, yeah. She is getting hacked up. Yeah. Punch to the face, though. Yeah. yeah I, I love how, like, the knife 360 flies away from her. It's dramatic. It is very dramatic. She's in her bathrobe, too. And Archer. Oh, okay. there we go. T, Michael Douglas, here's here's what's going on. She's doing his dad run, too. <laughs> That's like when your kids, you know, hurt or something. Oh, who's got the knife? God, she... Glenn Close... Oh, man, she stabs, like, the linoleum and uh, actually hits it. How is he not upstairs yet? <laughs> oh, her, boy, yeah. here we go. That's a good form tackle. Oh, man. You know Glenn Close got a concussion from that? Sure. I, I, look, I almost yeah. got a concussion just watching it. She found out she was pregnant at the hospital. After oh, that. wow. Yeah. See, look at you sneaking facts and watching the video. She's also stabbing Michael Douglas. He's, <laughs> he's in the tub. <laughs> this is a long fight scene. I know. Well, you really got to milk it. I all mean, right. she's been crazy. Okay. Why, now don't, why don't I remember this at all? Really? It's pretty iconic. He's drowning in the tub. Okay, drowns in the tub. I kind of remember that. Although, if you notice, there's one weird scene where you see her eyes and they're like white for some reason. It's really strange. I'll keep my eyes peeled. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn Close is a good dyer. Yeah. Good actress. Is Dyer a word? How do you die multiple times then? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Most people don't die multiple <laughs> times. I don't know that that word needs to exist. Michael Douglas. Is, see, there it is. White eyes. See? Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I don't know why that is. Are they rolled back behind her head? No, she's wearing like contacts or so she doesn't get like stuff in her eye, I think. Okay. There you go. Oh, now she's dead. All right. She's dead. Or is she? Well, I don't know. Oh, I really don't remember. This has got classic horror film trope where like you think she's dead and then springs up, but I don't remember what happens after this. She looks peaceful. She does. Very calm. Soothing. Right now, you think Michael Douglas is like looking at his wife like I'm again. I'm again, such a again, I just want to reiterate, I'm really sorry about this. I, I should not have had that affair. So glad we signed the prenup. Yeah, the the bunny, <laughs> the everything. Uh, I'm gonna own this. Their kid's scarred for life too, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you don't. Yeah. So what happened to you and his kid? <laughs> Why? Why do you have commitment issues? Yeah. True story. My dad killed his mistress in the bathtub while she was trying to cut up my mom. And I was uh, next. I was in the next room. <laughs> totally normal. Oh man! Whoa! There yeah, she is. He's up. Oh! Boom! Center mass. From oh Beth. yeah! There you Gunshot. go. Gunshot. And there you go. Bye, um, Alex. She's done. She will be ignored. Max, excellent pick. Fatal Attraction is an excellent pick. Um, Thank you. Similar to how you said that Fatal Attraction might be one of your favorites, this one might be one of mine. Max, the the sci-fi thriller Robocop, 1987. You're doing the guy that got Easy, 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 easy. No, I'm not doing the guy that got shot. He's not, because he's not a villain. No, no, let me get there. Let me get there. God. Directed by Paul Verhoeven. Verhoeven. (laughs) Swedish. He's a Swedish chef. Uh, Peter Weller as Murphy slash Robocop. Ronnie Cox as Dick Jones. I love you Dick love Jones. I do. I do. Oh, there's another one name I love saying more. Uh, Kurtwood Smith as Boddicker. <laughs> Clarence. <laughs> and I'll just throw it in there for uh, for fun. Paul McCrane as Emil, the toxic dude. Yeah. So that is not the death I picked. So let me back up for a second for those you who are, the for the uncultured swine out there. They're not familiar with this movie, which is unbelievable to me. A Detroit police officer, the pride of the blue is attacked oh. by a vicious gang of drug dealers and ruffians and murdered he just for fun. Like exploded. They basically. murder him in the worst way. And capital M basically his body's donated to science. OC, yeah. OCP. And they uh, fix him up and they turn him into RoboCop. 
The movie, you know how I feel about this movie. I love this movie. Yeah, I know. There are two villain deaths, and this goes to like how I picked my villain death. So Dick Jones, he is the more detestable villain, but his death is not as cool. So on my balance scale, I had to go with Boddicker, who is also a horrible villain in this. So Kurtwood Smith, you might remember him from Red from that 70s show. He's also in Rambo. Put in your butt. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, well, I can't remember his Rambo character. Three. Rambo 3, yeah. In this movie, he's the worst. He's responsible for killing and torturing Murphy. He loves being a crime lord. You he tell. does. He's even evil to like other crime lords. Yeah. Like the whole scene where they're in the drug house and yeah. he's got his, dips his two fingers in the wine. I'll never forget that. And then smells <laughs> the wine. He's like, going to the Tigers game tonight. Like he's crazy, right? Um. At the end of this movie, when they have their final scene, the reason I put the toxic guy in is the toxic death is spectacular. If we were doing epic, if we were doing epic deaths, that that would take it for me probably. But satisfying, this is my most satisfying for sure. When he goes after Clarence and kills Clarence, well, I'm going to pull it up. I don't know when the last time you saw it was, but I'm going to pull it up. Okay, let's do it. So at this point, right now, his buddy just dropped all the metal, and Lois, closing, Lois. Blows up the whole crane operator. <laughs> and Clarence. You love her. I do love her. It's She's the best. And oh God, I uh, how weird his face is. So weird. And then you got uh, Boddicker comes over with like a pole vault and he's just smashing him. <laughs> and the music. Oh. And then boom. Stake through the heart. Is it vampire? Stake through the heart. Does he have a heart anymore? Boom. Wolverine claw to the neck. Oh, God. <laughs> He's just gushing blood everywhere. Oh, the, the dramatic death. Here's I, I'm leaving this line in. This is one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. You ready? Lewis! 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 Murphy, I'm a mess. Hold on, listen. They'll fix you. They fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. I love RoboCop. <laughs> Dead or alive, you're coming. I'm sorry, I had to. I had to. Your relationship with this movie is uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. Yeah. It's weird. I just love it. Lois! Are you dressed as RoboCop? No. It's uh, It'd be a tough, well, if you want to go to the facts of the movie, it's not exactly the easiest thing to be in. I My favorite fact about this movie is that during the shooting scenes where like he was in the drug house and shooting everyone, yeah. he was wearing headphones. So that he could like be robotic in how he acts. He's wearing like a Walkman headphones underneath his helmet. Oh, interesting. To zone out on all, everything. Max, are you ready for your next one? Who do you got? Always. What? <laughs> oh, okay, please. And forever. <laughs> all right, who you got? What's your next? Uh, what's your next one? You got Legend, nineteen eighty-five. Darkness. Legend. Really? Darkness. Really. He's like evil personified. It's Ridley Scott. Okay. All right, I'll shut up. Go. I'll shut up. Go. Ridley Scott movie. First of all, it's got Tom Cruise. It's got Mia Sarah and Tim Curry as freaking darkness. A a young man must stop the Lord of Darkness from destroying daylight and marrying the woman he loves. How do you, uh, why are you not psyched about this? It's it's good. Tim Curry put in five and a half hours of makeup. Full disclosure, not a huge legend fan. This is like the best role in a bad movie. Best role? Okay. All yeah. right. All right. All right. He's, he's Satan. Man, you were about to slap me. You're all fired he's up. He's got three foot horns. He does. He's, he's seven foot three. You know, they put him in 18 inch lifts. I didn't. He's seven three. You would know that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so evil. 
Why stop? stop I, what do you want me to say? I'm sorry. Okay. God, you're like glaring at me. Even his voice, they like layer it where it's mm. like the shadow of solace or whatever it is. <laughs> the solace of shadows. There we go. And the do, dark of the night. Do you, do you remember in the Chappelle, remember Chappelle show when they were uh, interviewing Rick James and he was talking about how they used to call uh, Charlie Murphy darkness? darkness. Yeah, yeah. So every time you say darkness, that's all I think <laughs> about is that. He literally hates sunshine. And he's mean to all those goblin people. And he's like a, he's a daddy's boy. He's like, father, what should I do? He's a weenie. He's a weenie. And also remember like he brings Lily, Mia Sarah's character, and like it tries to be nice for a second and she refuses something. And he goes, silence. <laughs> he's like, he can't even handle for a second being nice. He deserves, and he gets stabbed by a unicorn horn. Well, let's go to the death scene. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hip, hip play when well, you're also ready. The muscles. You're also excited. Also muscles. Height and muscle. That's your thing. Hip, yeah. hip play whenever you're ready, Max. Screw you. <laughs> Hit when I want to. Oh, there you go. There's the light plates. There's Tom Cruise holding a unicorn horn. Give him to me. Man, the voice is great. Look at the fangs, too. Yeah, I, he just he throws it at him. Oh, good. <laughs> it's very Silence of the Lambs. Look how evil he is. That's like Satan personified. I know. You said that. I'm aware. I get it. All the lights in. What's light without light. dark, man? I feel like when you bartend and you sleep until like two in the afternoon and the shade comes open, this is you. Get the light off of me. And while he's dying, he goes, Father. He's got the claws. He's hanging on. Tom Cruise is going to finish him off. <laughs> what? You have What's that voice? What is light without that's a good point. It's very Thalsa Dune. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Tom Cruise. He's like Tiny four, Tom four Cruise. foot two. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the elf that looks like Frankie Munez. Yeah. Doesn't he? They does. Yeah, That's a good call. In the middle. <laughs> I'm like, is he immortal? <laughs> is he immortal? <laughs> He's got the yellow thriller eyes too. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Is he immortal? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> And he falls into space. And there you have it. Epic scream, too. There's his death. <laughs> I'm really annoyed with you. Right I'm now. sorry. I'm trying. I just, um, all the ones you picked up until now, I'm with. I, I have a little bit of trouble with this one. Fine. That's fine. It's, it's all right. Two I, still, I still love you. It's okay. If I was in baseball, I'd be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 666 hit here. You're not. Satan. In Think the about Hall that. Of fame and you're, you're not a baseball player. I'm in either. one Hall of Fame. Before we go any further, it's a great time to take a death-defying break. Oh God! <laughs> for our ads, you ready for some uh, for some Capsiva? Leaps to my death. If you want to stay alive, if if the light scares you, get the Capsiva. <laughs> Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, sure. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. <laughs> Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man and I need this kind of stuff. It works. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley in Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was, she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. 
She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. All right, Max, are you ready uh, now that we've had that invigorating break for our ads to hop back into it? I'm ready to crush your pick. You, I don't care you're what not, it is. You're not, don't say that. Please don't say that. Oh. No. <laughs> Who framed Roger Rabbit 1988 directed by Robert Zemeckis. We got uh, Eddie Valiant played by Bob Hoskins. We've got Judge Doom played by Christopher Lloyd. And we've got, of course, Roger Rabbit, who's voiced by Charles Fleischer. A toon hating detective is a cartoon rabbit's only hope to prove his innocence when he is accused of murder. Dum, dum, dum. I love this movie. It's wild. This movie was a game changer for me as a kid. Yeah. I was 10 years old, and the idea that all of the cartoon characters that I have independently loved my whole life were collaborating, and there were humans in it, was like, uh, it was like Christmas in July. It yeah, was this, nuts. This crawled so Space Jam could walk. Oh, God. Did you see the new Space Jam? I loved it. <laughs> Jesus. So many references. <laughs> oh, Max, Maxi, what? man. No, no, nothing. So I, I'll give you my couple facts because I thought they were kind of cool. The film was the at the time the most expensive film ever made. $70 million, which adjusted to be $150 million today. I could see that. It also broke the record for the longest end credits. Really? They had over 800 illustrators and special effects people, and they ran them all. So it's a long, it was it at the time was the longest credits ever. Wow. I'm sure Avatar beat it now. You, you know who voiced Jessica Rabbit? I don't. Kathleen Turner. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Fits. I'm not bad. I was just drawn that way. Apparently. Yeah. Right? Very uncomfortable. Oh, man. I love that. The, the jokes in it, like that I didn't understand at 10 years old. But when one of the weasels is reaching down her dress and and this like bear trap snaps his hand. Yeah. And they go booby trap. <laughs> that is. Funny. I think that's yeah. the best dad joke ever. <laughs> All right. So I picked this because. The entire scene dealing with Christopher Lloyd's character with Judge Doom is the best. It's freaky. He's he's a, he's great. Part of how they got him to be as like weird as he was is Zemeckis said, "Don't blink." Oh, that's creepy. So that's like if you watch it, part of it is his fake eyes, but he just also never blinks. So he had this like wildness to him. It's also funny because as a kid, I didn't realize this, but Zemeckis and Christopher Lloyd, like uh, this, these connections yeah. all like didn't make sense to me until we started doing this podcast. And right? What's the sauce that he like? The dip. The dip. The dip. Come on. That poor shoe. That's not you, what makes it satisfying. What makes it satisfying? Well, he killed. He killed Eddie Valiant's brother. Yeah. But the, it, the whole arc of the character of this movie is based on him losing his best friend, his brother. Innocent shoes. Yeah. The shoes don't bother me. His overall wanting to kill everyone is what makes him evil. And he's like, he's just crazy. Anyways, I pick up in the death scene where Judge Doom is rolled over by the roller, but you don't know he's a cartoon yet. And, okay. and this is where it gets kind of wild and crazy. I might have to jump around a little bit because it's kind of long, so bear with me. Slenderman. Not just any tune. <laughs> Why does he want to kill all tunes? Um, I don't remember because he's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. This is so like so classic cartoon move, like putting your mouth on the air pump and blowing yourself up. But then the eyes. That's yeah. how Eddie knows the eyes. I just want to get to the part with the eyes. There they are. They're on the ground. <laughs> oh, God, the googly eyes. Remember me, Eddie! Kill your brother! I talk! Just like this! 
Knife eyes. I know. All right, so I got to skip ahead a little bit. Or we're going to be here all day long. There we go. Slinky a little flying. skip. Oh, the dip. They're going after the rabbits. His hair is wild. Right. I love his, like, saw and his different, like, tune tools, like, half human, half tune. Have you sure you did this yet? Nah, I don't know if I could have seen this yet. You That's should. Push, I should. They would love it. Yeah. They would go nuts. Best part of the movie. The hammer? The hammer. Duck. Open the hammer. And the dip. <laughs> oh, what a world. What a world. All right. <laughs> if I don't stop, I'll just watch the rest of this movie because I love it. But that is my... You're just... You're being salty right now because of Legend. It's a good pick. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. It's, it's a good pick. Uh, speaking of uh, bad picks, what's your next one? You can, oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Your picks have been really good. Legend's not a bad pick. I'm yeah. just not a huge Legend fan. Okay. I'm going... Wait, wait. Now I'm flustered. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Breathe. All breathe. Right. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's a great pick. 1981. That's a great pick. I'm yeah. with you on that. That's I mean, an outstanding pick. I mean, you're killing Nazis. I mean, how can you how can you be dissatisfied? And the way you're that? doing it. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. All right, Max, let me have it. What do you got? 1936, archaeologist Indiana Jones tries to find the Ark of the Covenant before the Nazis did. Sure. Simple plot. Simple plot. Kind of wild. Steven Spielberg thought this was just like a campy B movie. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, this movie made $389.9 <laughs> million. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And Spielberg and Lucas. Oh my god! Oh my god, man! Right? I mean, they're good. peanut butter and butter. What? Is that your <laughs> peanut butter and butter? Is that's that my catchphrase. Is, is that your breakfast? Maybe I meant choice? to say peanut butter and jelly, and then I was thinking of uh, Talladega Nights, and I was almost going to do uh, peanut butter and Chinese food. And then is it peanut butter and Chinese food? I don't. I don't remember that. I remember, remember we, we 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 would better like uh, peanut butter and Chinese food or something. I don't even remember. But they somehow became peanut butter and butter. So there yeah. you go. So I was conflicted about this one because. Last Crusade has a gnarly death too, yeah. with Walter Donovan. You know, yep. basically like shrinking, and drinking hate. the wrong, uh, yeah. the wrong he goblin. Chose poorly. Yeah. yeah, but these guys are much more hateable in this movie. Uh, you nailed it. So, I mean, you got Todd. It's pronounced. I mean, it's, it's spelled T H O T, but I guess it's Todd in German. I looked this up. <laughs> Todd. Todd. God. Todd. And Colonel Erman Dietrich. Yeah. God, that thing's not right. No, it's good. They based Todd on Heinrich Hemmler. Oh, he's not a good guy. No, he's the head of the SS. <laughs> oh, I know who he yeah, is. Yeah. So, I took American history. <laughs> and he's got the glasses. He has those weasel-like qualities. Even his coat hanger. Yeah, the, that's like the best scene when you yeah. think he's going to abuse her and he's just like <laughs> taking the coat hanger out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he's just so kind of slimy. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Herman, who looks like Dolph Lundgren's dad. He looks like Drago, <laughs> like Drago came out of him. You know what I mean? Can I not say that? No, you can see. Okay. <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I'm keeping all this. Okay, in. okay. And, and like they just say nasty things, like you Americans are all the same, and they're better funded. They're like always kind of a step ahead of Indy. Right. Indy's got to use his like cleverness. They don't even drive their car. They have other people driving. I love them. how I love how you're spending time trying to make the case <laughs> why, why not? Nazis are bad. <laughs> like I understand why they're hated. <laughs> it's, these are especially this bad is like you like this is the easiest layup explanation ever. Like yeah. it, they're the worst. Yeah. Two words. They're Nazis. Yeah. They're Nazis. Yeah. There you go. Can we go to the scene. Show the scene. I want to yeah. see the scene. All right. Cool. Oh, they just opened it up, and it's doing its magic. Stupid Belloc. <sighs> this reminds me of the tower on Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that same kind of effect. You see all the Nazis cowering. You're like, okay, something's happening. And to your point, during the whole movie, it's like, they're always one step ahead of Indy until right now when yeah. Indy knows like to close his eyes. Close how does, your eyes, how close does your he mouth. know to close his Dude, eyes? Dude, he knows everything. I guess. That's why he's Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the light mist. And they're filming it. Oh, my God. Shut your eyes, Mary, and don't look at it no matter what happens. Harrison Ford rules. You know, you should use that audio for some of your TikTok, TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. The evil spirits. They look nice at first. 
Do they? Well, they look like normal people. Except spirits. Yeah. Having a good time. Oh, he's done. He'll be the first to be toast, right? Well, then they all start convulsing a little bit. Max, God. skip a, skip ahead a okay, little bit. Okay. Just a, just a touch. Todd's getting a little nervous. Oh, here we go. See, she looks she looks like a normal girl, and then and death. then death, spirited death. Great scream, too. The melting, all of this, like the special yeah. effects, it's just incredible. And look at Ehrman's chin. He gets like the big chin going. Yeah. <laughs> Belloc's having a good oh, time. This is so amazing. Laser flames. Through the eyes. You're right. It is Ghostbusters. It does, right? It's, like it's got effects. a little bit of feel. Yeah. Well, first of all, there's explosions, okay? Herman's face is melting. Oh, my God. Explosions <laughs> and crushes. Todd turns into a skeleton. Belloc explodes. Although Belloc's not satisfying as much. You know no, what I mean? Because no. he's just kind of a... This is a nice group kill. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's the, I, I totally get it. And I love that they can like feel the heat and then obviously their restraints are somehow burnt off. Yeah. <laughs> because they're totally fine after. And all the bodies in the fire goes back into the box. Yep. Nice What's and, in the box? Nice What's, What's in the, in the box? box? <laughs> oh, God. Awesome. Solid pick, Max. Solid pick. Kill the Nazis. Kill the Nazis. Matt, we're, I'm, we're back to our, our final two right now. No, no, no. Yo, you have two more of one. I, yeah, wow. We're, we're there. Yeah. I'm ready. My next pick is, we talked about the scale and yeah. how like you have to hate the character. This is where my scales tipped a little bit more to the way in which this person is killed. Oh, okay. It's so incredible to me that I'm willing to live with the fact that I'm not as bought into them being evil, although they are terrible. I thought you were going to go the opposite, and I was going to say Bennett. It's going to no. be Bennett. No, <laughs> talk about Bennett. Uh, <laughs> Not some steam. No, Bennett. no, no, no. Well, that could be my last one. You never know. Um, so, no, I read your poker face. You don't You don't have a commando. Above the Law, 1988. <laughs> Shut up. Nico Toscani. <laughs> this, this gem is, this is my favorite Seagal movie, unquestionably. Like, this is for sure my favorite Seagal movie. <laughs> You're right there. I just explaining this movie is so funny. The beginning of this movie is Seagal in like a, a, a dojo, like just doing amazing like finger stuff. He's yeah. Like, like he's like, here's my pinky. Yeah. He's like flips. snapping people and throwing them around and it's, he's voicing over it. And he's like, you know, I was 20, 20 years old when they recruited me for the CIA. Like you look 40. I know. So he goes from being in this dojo to being like in the CIA and they're in Vietnam and <laughs> And somehow, in the midst of all of this, some like not so good CIA people are basically running opium. The dude with the chin, right? Yep. So the character you're talking about is Kurt Zagan, who's played by Henry Silva. And in this movie, you got Steven Seagal, Pam Greer. She's great in this. Sharon Stone. Yep, as the wife. This movie is absurd. Yeah. Like it's it's basically he goes from being a CIA agent to being a beat cop in Chicago, and he's back home, and his like his daughter or her son is born and they do like the whatever whole, the whole catholic church thing and he's from this big italian family which is great a mafia family right? yeah so basically when they're at like the baptism or whatever it is i don't know you have like all the cops are at the grill and then you have all the mafia family right. and they're like talking under their breath to each other you get too excited because i love this movie stay on point staying on point so why is he evil this guy when he was in the cia was drugging people with like truth serum yep. and trying to find out like information regarding to their Sorry, illegal, oh. yeah, their illegal opium ring that they were running. Yeah. So he, Toscani, wants nothing to do with and storms out of there. Fast forward years later, he's a cop. All comes full circle because like his niece is like getting hooked on crack. And while he's hunting down who's doing this and going to bars and beating up 15 people at one time <laughs> to find out like who's yeah, behind it, that. he runs back into this dirty CIA agent who now is constructing a plot to kill a senator. So that's what this whole movie is about. I'll give you my two quick facts. One of them is not even as much of a fact as I just find it's the best quote I've ever heard about this movie. Roger Ebert in talking about this movie said, 
it contains 50% more plot than it needs. <laughs> Which is so true. You have the, a lot going on. You have an assassination of a senator, bad CIA agents, a priest who is hiding like Central American refugees, a mafia, and local police. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to digest, but it's still great. The other thing's not even a fact. It's just a quote. Okay. Okay. At the end, like one of the last scenes when he's beating up people in bars, he walks into this bar and one of the guys at the bar says, I thought this was a kosher bar. No pork. That's pretty good. (laughs) I thought that was great. All right. Do you want to just see the scene that I'm talking about? Well, why is it evil? Oh, because oh, because he's super evil, right? Like, aside from the fact that he's torturing villagers in the beginning, yeah, he didn't say that. He, yeah, I'm sorry. You're just like people who kill. Well, people. no, that's why. That's why Toscani runs out when they're doing these illegal operations. Yeah, it was an innocent. He was doing. Yeah, it, he's tor- he's giving him the sodium. He's torturing him. Whatever. It's awful. <laughs> Give him a lot of salt. He's he's, the, he's he's not a good guy. But now he's again he's plotting this assassination. He's trying to kill this priest who knows about the assassination. Yeah, so what the heck? He sets a bomb off in a church. Yeah. I mean, like, he's not the one who does it, but he puts it all together. You understand. Yeah. But, like I said, not the biggest villain in the world, but I offset that by the way that Tuscany kills him, which I'm going to show you right now. Okay. So at this point, Tuscany has been captured and injected with the truth serum. He does not look good. No, he does not look good. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> God, that guy's so evil looking. Right? This guy's henchman. This is just a classic move, by the way. Like, it's, just kill him. You know, it's obvious he's faking the effect. Like, he's, I mean, it's going to affect him, but like, he got shot with it, and seconds later, he's rolling his eyes. Hey, Nico Toscani knows All right, here act. we go. Watch this. Watch Toscani. this. Toscani, my sleeping beauty. Oh, he's mocking him. <laughs> he, he, no weapons, just been drugged, and steals everybody's weapons, steals the shotgun. Oh, here we go. Is that a Rambo knife? <laughs> just watch. Just watch. Gets the knife out. Yeah. And inverted, oh inverted snap of the arm. Oh my and God. arms don't bend. Snap of the neck. Jeez. He's dead. He's done so. Like stone cold he's done. Isn't that incredible? That's, pretty gnarly. that's why he gets on my list. And Absolutely he's got blood incredible. On his mouth too, oh, like a he's a mess. He's a hot mess. He's a hot mess. So yeah, that's why I picked. That's awesome. <laughs> you gave me to the dark side. Woo! Yeah. All right, Max, are we ready? We're yeah. ready for our final ones. Yeah. What do you got? The, I mean, the creme de la creme. Oh. This is the best one. Hans, Booby. What? All right. So hear me out. Hear me out. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie? Nope. Nope. This is a solid pick. No, it's a great pick. It's a solid pick. But wait until you get to mine because I'm going to I'm gonna throw, throw you a curveball. I want you to go. I'm not going to poo-poo with this because a lot of people would tell you that you're right. Yeah. I'm just not one of those people. John from that, that 80s dude, that's what he's thought of. Hey, hey, hey. Go ahead. Are you insulting John? No. Go ahead. Okay. Talk. I'm listening. I'm here for you. I'm okay. listening. Okay. 1988, an NYPD officer tries to save his wife. What, what movie is this? Die Hard? Die Hard, yeah. I'm just making sure. Sorry. I don't know if you told Great anyone. Great title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's based on a novel that was uh, commissioned to Frank Sinatra. Like, Frank Sinatra could have been John McClane if he wanted to be. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 1988 <laughs> old John. I mean, where am I going with this? I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> a- NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi Plaza. Never Angeles, forget. Never forget. <laughs> You're flustering me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Alan Rickman, Bruce Willis, Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah. And if you watch the movies that made us on Netflix, they really interview Reginald. I guess he like didn't have any. That's the guy who plays Sergeant Powell. Yep. You know, Twinkies. Oh, you know, I know Reginald. I know yeah. Reginald is. He, he was almost out of acting. Sergeant Powell. Yeah. And this movie gave. Well, he was uh, on uh, Family Matters. Family Matters. Yeah. He got that because of this. Oh, I reversed the order. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Did I do that? <laughs> you, you have a pretty good Urkel. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to be good at. Uh, Bruce Willis went through 17 undershirts in this movie. Sure. Makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely makes sense. One more, one more fact. Oh, I love John McTinneran, the director. Yes. Uh, 
initially it was terrorists that were coming mm-hmm. and he's like no one likes terrorists i'm gonna do robbers because you like robbers yeah the robbers are fun i do I, it's a good change it's like yeah <laughs> have you heard him interviewed he's bananas yeah well, remember we talked about having him when he was done with, with his the, craziness yeah, yeah, yeah he was arrested for a year and in jail yeah yeah but hans is pure evil i mean he's he wants to blow the top of the tower with all the hostages on it i'm not going to make my argument until you're all the way done okay so, so you're safe you're yeah, looking at me like you're waiting to defend yeah. yourself it's okay yes he's the coolest dude on the planet like the first five minutes he doesn't even talk right the goatee the seuss and like john phillips i have two of my own you know what i mean i mean he's just he shoots people just in the face sure i mean he shoots uh ellis <laughs> the worst person in the world like when you said when you first said die hard i was like oh, are we talking about ellis being killed because that's a that's a great villain death so, let me back this up i'm flustered because i didn't think I was going to have to defend this. You look, you look like you're going to stroke out right now. I mean, first of all, it's Alan Rickman's first role ever, which right. is the coolest thing. Which yeah. is nuts. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was a Broadway Theater. actor. Yeah yeah. 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 He's always nine steps ahead of everybody. You know what I mean? He like has the FBI doing what he wants to open the safe. Sure. Johnson got, and Johnson. Yeah. Shoot the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's ru- and shooting the glass with a guy with no shoes. That's jerky too. Yeah, it's jerky. Oh, God. It's, it's good. I hate defending myself. That's no, like you're the, good. You're doing great. Camp. Do you want to, do you want to just go to the, go no, to no, the no, no. I want to, Go ahead, go ahead. And also, like, he's slimy, like the American accent when he pulls that out. Oh, oh, God. You know, yeah. And then he's going to shoot John McClane with his own gun. Your Rickman doing an American accent is one of your best imitations. Really? Yeah, we're going to have to add that to uh, I Can Make It from Predator. It's always people frantically begging for their life. That's that's your sweet spot. true <laughs> it's so true i'm gonna like research all the characters or like can you do a game over man game over man game over no i gave you too much credit okay. that was yeah. weak at best. and he's gonna kill his own guys you remember he's like the other guys are on the roof too yeah so all right well and the death itself is awesome you there's one fact about the death scene that's awesome talk about it i hope you're gonna talk about it okay wait team me up yeah um <laughs> Well, you're getting all fired up. I wanted yeah. you to speak so about it. So they actually dropped him. So they have him in front of a blue screen. They take an entire day to shoot it, you know, which is a lot of time for right. one specific shot. Mm-hmm. And they're going to drop him on three, three, two. They drop him on two. And so his reaction is real. Legit, because he didn't know he was going to be it's dropped. unbelievable. The only reason, not the only reason, a large reason why I went with Boddicker instead of Dick Jones is because of the claymation long arms that Dick Jones has when he's falling out of the OCP <laughs> window. It's unbelievable. It's pretty good. <laughs> See, this is a real one, though. So let's yeah. watch. All right. You ready? Yes. Hit it. <laughs> I love the jingle and bells. And the jingle bells in the background. Yeah. Because it's not a Christmas movie. They're all laughing together. You know, and Bonnie, then they yeah. scan down to the taped gun. Such yeah. a class move. You know, Bonnie Bedelia is Macaulay Culkin's aunt. No. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Shoots him. Boom. And he blows out the gun. How satisfying is that? Yeah. Happy trails, Hans. <laughs> Happy trails, Hans. <laughs> oh, he's getting out the window, though. Very awkwardly. He, like, drunkenly falls out the window. You love this. You love this scene. The music's great too. The, the bear, music is great. The bear bonds are flying everywhere. I'd grab a few. Oh, look, I have we figured out what bear bonds are yet? Yeah. All right. Just, <laughs> don't tell me. Okay. I don't know. I just learned what Bitcoin is. I don't need to know what bear bonds are. And look at the slow mo of Hans being like, well, I'm going to die, so I might as well kill some other people too. Sure. Vengeance. Yeah. He's got vengeance on his mind. He's he's focusing. This gun's moving slowly. And the watch. The goes. watch. The watch oh. part is awesome. And then look at his face. The eyebrows. The music. The music does yeah. it too, to your oh, point. Oh, yeah. It's so satisfying. Like, you could play this music and a lot of people without even seeing the scene would know exactly what this is. Yeah, I agree. I love it. That's not a hostage. (laughs) It's a great line, too. (laughs) Oh, man. And the little thud. Hold on, listen to the little thud. It's like a tiny thud. Yep, yep. 
All right, listen, it's a good pick. It's a really good pick. Mm. It's a really good pick. I'm going to go into my pick, okay. which will explain what the issue is that I have with your pick. I think I have an idea. Okay. My last pick, the final pick is Die Hard. I picked Die Hard as well. What? Not the death of Hans Gruber, though. The death of Carl. No. Yeah, so hear me out. Hear me out. The entire idea behind most satisfying death scene, the reason that Gruber dying isn't as satisfying for me is because he is like the most lovable villain ever. Like I love him. He's great. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't detest him. He's not vile to me. He's clever and he's a good adversary. And it almost feels like this clean back and forth. And yes, he kills Alice. I agree, but everybody hates Alice. So you're okay with it. He's going to blow it. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like all villains are bad, Max. Carl's just avenging his brother. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Here's the reason why Carl's is the most satisfying. You're right. Carl is not a worse villain per se, but the redemption of Powell is the most satisfying feeling in the world. The fact that like, you know, Powell's story, right? These little tidbits. This is my favorite subplot to the entire movie okay. is the friendship between Bruce Willis or John McClane and Powell because McClane says when Sergeant Powell makes all those moves on his car to get away from the shooting at first. It's like, you have some moves. Yeah, you don't look like a desk cop, right? And he tells the story about how he accidentally shot a child. Yeah. And you know, right. And and he's been a desk sergeant ever since then. He gets no action. He's eating Twinkies. He hasn't pulled his, he hasn't pulled his gun since. And then you get to this scene. Can I show you the scene? Because I don't need to talk about the movie. You already talked about the movie. Let's just go to the scene. So you're cheering that a guy has, you stop it. The ability to kill again. Nope. You stop it right now. He's a murderer. So end of the movie. Here we are. You think everything's over, right? Hans has been killed. Holly and 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 uh, McLean are hugging. Why can't you get his name? I, I don't know why I can't say his name. And then McLean sees Sergeant Powell, and this is out. this is the real beautiful <laughs> yeah. part. Like this is like the tear jerking. They realize who each other are. They connect with eyes. They laugh. Best friends for life right there, Max. That's friendship right there. <laughs> it is true. You think they stay in touch? Absolutely. In the second oh, yeah, one. Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. He ran the fingerprints for him on I mean, Christmas. I haven't seen two. What? Two you haven't seen two. Die Hard 2? Three is one of my favorites, too. Oh, God. <laughs> and then he says, Holly Gennaro, and she says, McLean. Oh, she changes yeah. her name back. Here comes the best part. And you think Carl's dead. And you're looking around. Oh, and here comes the police chief, who's the worst, because he's also a principal from The Breakfast Club. He is. <laughs> the and, coach and, and Johnny, Johnny B. Good's good. coach, yeah. yep. <laughs> oh, Carl's up. The music. <laughs> Look at that. Just takes the six shooter out. <laughs> it's like a dirty air gun. The music almost feels like it's from Star Trek. A little bit, yeah. That is... Congratulations, a murderer again. Max, that is the most satisfying kill in any 80s How movie. How did Carl get down? I don't know. He fell. I guess he was okay. No, he got hung, remember? There was like know, a chain yeah. around his neck. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He must have cut him down. <laughs> that is my most satisfying 80s. And like, it's funny, right? So... It's a good case you're wrong, but it's a good case. I, I'm right. So Max... That wraps up our list of the most satisfying villain deaths from the 80s. Almost. I want to hear from everyone. Message us who's right versus Hans and Carl. Absolutely. I'll make a, I'll make a poll. You're going to win because people are stupid. Oh, wow. You're going to <laughs> uh, No, not our listeners. Our listeners will agree with me. Then? Yeah. I want to do a quick honorable mention to a couple that people oh, are going to wonder oh why God, we didn't. Do to do that? Yeah, we'll definitely do that. So I'm, we're going to rip through this. Okay. Like, the ones that people are going to think we're crazy for not mentioning. Um, Inigo Montoya. The Shining Jack. The Shining Jack. Uh, Bennett Commando. The Running Man. 
then Damian Killian. Absolutely. That the running man almost made it on yeah. there for me. Um, the what never else? ending story, Gamork. I thought about that. Oh, God. Yeah. Star Trek Two Khan. Star Trek Two Khan. He quotes Moby Dick. I know. Yeah. So there's, Iron Eagle, the evil general. Uh, you, I feel like your list is longer than mine. Oh my god. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth, Mrs. Voorhees. The biggest. Caps Cruz. The biggest miss that anyone could argue, and the only reason I didn't put it on my list, I, I picked, I picked the ones I did because they're the ones that meant the most to me. Vader killing the Emperor is a is a big one. Yeah. Because like the, the sad, it's just it's twisted and why it's satisfying, but it's satisfying. Yeah, that's fair. And so I mean, those are all great ones, but Weekend we, we also we yeah, have Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> We're not the only ones who had some other answers. Why don't we hop on over to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight? So this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight, we teased at the beginning of the episode. It's a pretty special one. 80s Happy Hour, which is hosted by Timmy and John, who are just such nice guys. We're the huge fans of theirs. They're fans of ours, and we're good friends, too. We're bros. Max just went to San Diego and hung out with John, which is, I'm jealous. It was jealous. awesome. They have a bromance, and it makes me uncomfortable. But now, we did something really unique. We have never had the same person on twice for the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Correct. They have never had the same guest on twice for happy hour. We're breaking all the rules today. So we took the live footage from that happy hour and we're going to loop it and we'll hear what everybody had to say. Additionally to that, we will talk about who won our 80stees.com gift card for their comments in the comment section. John, talk to us. What is your most satisfying 80s villain death? I'm good. There's a few. So can I just like kind of like boil them down to like a 30 second for you? Yeah. All you, man. Cool. So the first one that comes to mind is that scene from Cobra when Cobra Cabretti takes um, uh, the Night Slasher and puts him on that like meat hook. Yeah. And then like he's not only is he like on there impaled, but like he goes into that big giant furnace, right? But it was so satisfying when I saw it. At the same time, I was like, damn, Stallone could pick somebody up like that and put him in the, <laughs> you know, because when I saw that, I was a kid, you know, I was like, I need to get that strong, you know, pick somebody up like sure. that. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, but that's one of those scenes that comes to mind right away. The other one is from one of my favorite movies of all time. In fact, it's, I think it's my number five in my highlights. And that's when Count Rugen gets uh, gets what he deserves. That's a really that's a great one. That's a really good one. Right? He's all, my name is Anito Montoya. You killed my father. Offer, offer me, offer me riches. Offer yeah, me yeah, yeah. Riches. I love that scene. I want my father like, that, back. Oh, it's so, so good. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a great scene. The other one is is one that is kind of like a, a tie for me. It's either Sully or Bennett from Commando. Um, remember when when Arnold holds uh, yeah. Sully down? And he's oh like, yeah. He's yeah. Like, remember Sully? Uh, I, when I promised to kill you last, and he's like, "Yes, you did." He's like, "I, I, I lied." And he lets him go. Grab him. How about in that scene if that you can see the cable coming from his ankle, and he's like oh, yeah. clearly being held by a cable, yeah. and it's, it's yeah. 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 The last one, the one that like is the most. I think satisfying for me um, is Dick Jones. Yeah, right? Remember, remember that last scene when he's yeah. like, "Yeah, you're I, fired." He's like, "You're fired," and he's like, "Oh, program." You know, he's like, and then he like gets shot out the window. To me, is like that is the most satisfying. And I got to tell you, I was gonna initially when the one of the first things that came to mind was Hans Gruber, but then I'm like, I even as a kid when I watched that movie, I loved Hans Gruber. And I was like, I didn't want Hans Gruber to die. Like, I, yeah, he had personality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I told so. 
Yeah. We're not going to share any of ours because you'll have to listen to our episode on Tuesday course, to see what course. we picked. But anyway, so that's my, that's, those are my most satisfying deaths. I want to say voluptuous uh, cannibal says, guys, I hate to break it to you, but the most satisfying death is Max from the Lost Boys. Of course. She <laughs> loves Lost Boys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. anything, anything vampire related is like top of her list. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. And then, Fright uh, Night's better, I think, than more satisfying Retro death. Life for you says, John, I was almost done typing about Bennett's death in Commando when you said it. That's awesome, man. Uh, oh, Salsa Doom is good. Oh, yeah. I love the comments. Salsa Doom's really good. Yeah. yeah that's, these it. are all, you guys are killing it. These are great recommendations, yeah. but uh, yeah. only one of you can win, so we'll have to see. Well, when you take your poll and you see who agrees with my Gruber versus Carl statement, you can certainly start with John because he agreed in there that the personality, that he was likable, and it wasn't a satisfying. He almost picked Hans Gruber. He didn't almost pick Carl. Because he, once he hears what I said, he'll totally oh, agree with it. God, that's the uh, voice that goes Co in your head. Cobra's a great call, Cobra by the way. Uh, we forgot about Cobra. Night Slash is scary. And Dick Jones, I told you, if it just wasn't for the claymation thing, I would have been really close on Dick Jones. I think it adds Jones. to it. Boddicker! You got to go with Boddicker. <laughs> So Max, it's it's now becoming clear to me. It took me the whole episode to figure it out and for to see what your list is. So for those out there who are listening, unless we do a straight up contest where like it's obvious who the winner is, I typically drive the car and you sit shotgun on who gets these gift cards. Yeah. And, and for this one, Beta Boys, I get, I get a little text from Max that says, "Hey, I wanna I wanna pick the winner this week." And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Now I understand why, because I would bet my life that I know who you're going to pick based on what your final pick was. So go ahead. Who, who, who's winning the $50 gift card this week? It's an incredible person who has been an 80s fan of ours since the beginning. All right, that's okay then. I'm at least okay with that yeah. part. She was one of the first people to follow us on Instagram. Nice. Yeah. That's so a good Kath, Kathleen Rising Emu. Oh, I know, I know who Kathleen is. Yeah. Absolutely. What a great name. She has a great, she's fantastic. She's she a huge it. fan. Yeah, she just comments with stuff. She's so when we were, funny. I don't remember who, what did she comment? What was, I should say what? I know exactly what her pick Hans was. Hans Gruber, baby. Is that why you picked her? Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Well, and she's awesome too. <laughs> she is awesome. Yeah. I feel a little okay about it, but you also totally picked her because she agreed with your number one pick. Like, yeah. Confirmation <laughs> bias. All right. Kathleen, we know how to get in touch with you because we're in touch with you all the time. So congrats on winning your $50 gift card. And are we ready to wrap and talk about all a recap of all the information we got out there? Oh, we do recaps? We could do a quick recap. Okay, why, cool. why don't we go over our list real quick? Because these are quick ones, right? Yep. My most satisfying movie villain deaths for the 80s, Max, start with Thalsa Dune from Conan the Barbarian, Boddicker from Robocop, Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Kurt Zagon from uh, Above the Law. God, which, God, there. I, God love Above the Law. <laughs> Can we talk more about Above the Law? And Carl. <laughs> I love how my ending is. And Carl, Carl from, from, uh, from Die Hard. Yeah. And Max, hit it. What are yours? Kurgan from Highlander. That's a great one. Alex Forrest from Fatal Attraction. Another great she one. She won't be ignored, That's man. That's a great one. She will not. Darkness from Legend. Uh, He's Satan. All right, come on. God. Uh, then I have Todd and Herman from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Todd and other Nazis. <laughs> no, Herman's like <laughs> All a There's like 20 Nazis there. Yeah. But no, no. It's the main two. Main two. Yeah. Gotcha. Because yeah, yeah. their faces get melted yep. off. And then Hans Lewis Gruber. <laughs> Lewis. That's my middle name. No, it's good. So I, I like hoping. that. Yeah. Max, well, well done. Well, outside of legend, well done. Yeah. Uh, I feel good about your picks and feel good about mine. So a reminder to everyone out there, subscribe, leave reviews, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Check out our website, buzzinthetower.com. YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel at Buzz in the Tower. Instagram's awesome. Instagram. You name it, we're on it. YouTube. Oh, um, I said that. Spread. Yes. TikTok. Don't forget, this week... Between now and when we announce before our next podcast, if you want to win a $50 80stees.com gift card, all you have to do is spread the word. Find one actor or actress 
who is in any 80s movie and get them to push anything from Buzz in the Tower. Give us a shout out. Send people to our podcast. Whatever. Just connect us because we uh, that's the people we love, those 80s actors and actresses. You're such a rule maker usually. This one you're like, eh, you know, if you were in the background in Teen Wolf, you were the guy that flashed a bunch I, of people. I'm, I'm really the, the guy. <laughs> if you're the guy who showed your privates in Teen Wolf. If you can find the guy at the end of Teen Wolf who showed his privates, I will give you two $50 gift cards and one of them's on me. So there you go. Unbelievable. Oh, Max. Anything else? I got anything else on this uh, on this beautiful, beautiful day to talk about or are we good? I'm going to end it with one of those following no's. No! Splat. <laughs> what? Max, it's a pleasure as always. I will talk to you later. Let's die again sometime. Oh, Jesus. Goodbye. <laughs>